I'm Steve Morgan, founder of Cybersecurity Ventures and editor-in-chief at Cybercrime Magazine. I'm here today with Debbie Gordon, founder and CEO at CloudRange, a virtual cyber range training platform. To learn more about CloudRange's next-generation cyber range, visit our sponsor at cloudrangecyber.com. Debbie, welcome. Great to have you with us today. Thank you, Steve. Great to be here again. So I've been following CloudRange for a while. I got on your website and I didn't realize what a great blog you have. If blogs could talk, yours would have a lot to say. I'm definitely going to be recommending it to CISOs. I feel like it's, you know, editorial quality. One of your partners, CyberMax, they posted about how live simulation training helps cyber analysts speed up soft skills. Great post you had there. What soft skills are they talking about and how does training help? Yeah, so what we have found is that the communication, collaboration, creativity, coordination, commandership, all of these things are necessary, especially in incident response. Four years ago, I never would have said that this would be a huge part of our business, but when we're doing simulations with our customers, the true weakest link in the chain is the soft skills, otherwise known as foundational skills in the politically correct world. (sighs) Well, definitely recommended reading. And, you know, I was going down the blog and I didn't realize how substantial your Flex Labs is. I think there were more than 1,500 courses and models. That's just a staggering amount of content. Can you break it down for CISOs and security leaders? What is Flex Labs and what type of courses are you offering now? What really put CloudRange on the map originally and still today is our live fire team simulation. And that is where groups of cyber defense teams, so you know, 5, 10, 15 people at a time are in a live attack on our cyber range, which is all virtual, and they're having to detect and investigate and respond and remediate an attack using real tools and with traffic and everything, but it's as a team. And that's where the communication and collaboration and leadership comes in. Now, Flex Labs are individual skill development modules that are necessary to hone specific skills that people employ during any kind of actual work. You know, it's kind of like you need to learn how to throw a ball. That's a skill. That doesn't mean you can play baseball. All of the skills show up in baseball and as well as critical thinking and what to do and when to do it and how to do it and why to do it. So Flex Labs is hundreds and hundreds of different lab exercises that are intended for an individual to supplement their learning in different areas. So there's areas like digital forensics, ethical hacking, pen testing, Linux, web application pen testing, web app hardening, a lot of different, and there's so many, and you know, if anyone's interested, they can go to our website and look at the catalog. But there's prep courses in there for standard certifications, but then we also have mapped all of these exercises and labs, as we call them, to the NICE framework. And so everything that somebody does is tracked and it shows what additional exercises they need to do to meet the requirements of their standardized work role as prescribed by NIST under the NICE framework. So if I'm a cloud range client, do I have access to all of that content or just to, you know, a limited amount? We have a couple of different models, but I would say 99% of our customers get the unlimited where they have access to all of them. Now, 
no one is going to go do, you know, 1,200, 1,500 different exercises. However, why this is important is that as people are progressing in their careers in cyber, it is imperative that the employer is providing them with a career path and a plan for that. And so in our performance portal, our customers are able to automatically prescribe learning plans for their team members based on the role that they currently have and how to be exceptional in that role, but then also forward-looking in terms of what role might that person progress into and what kind of learning and training do they need to do to move toward that role. Because as you know, Steve, the skill shortage is not just about finding new people to hire, it's about retaining employees and retention can be even harder than finding great people in the first place. And so having a learning plan is imperative. And by having access to all these different learning paths within our system, which incorporate the different lab exercises, as well as the live fire simulations, it's a comprehensive program for security leaders and you know SOC managers, whomever it is, to be able to ensure that their team members have a plan, they stay engaged, and most importantly, they are effective and stay with the company. So NCSAM, the National Cybersecurity Awareness Month, has passed us. In my opinion, it should be every month. You had a great post out there, and you talked about group cyber attack exercises. To me, team training is something that every cybersecurity team should be doing, but I know, Debbie, they're not. I mean, we talk to a lot, a lot of people. We talk to a lot of CISOs and security leaders. So tell us exactly what takes place in these exercises and how are they conducted? The live team training, we refer to as, as live fire training. So no different than you know a military training exercise. But what this is not is it's not a tabletop exercise because tabletop exercises are usually just paper-based and a scenario is described and people have to decide what they would do in that situation and so forth. But what this is, is a live environment that mimics a customer's enterprise network. So it's a multi-segment environment with thousands of events per second of traffic happening. We've got licensed tools in there from all the, you know, you name it, technology manufacturers in the stacks that are representing every tool in the stack that our, our whole customer base and market uses. So, and the reason for that is so that when teams are going through these exercises, they're using tools that they use every day, but it's not in their environment. So there's no risk. It's safe. They won't break anything, but it's also safe from a human perspective where they know that they can make mistakes and it's not going to hurt anything. And we encourage that. So each of these live fire exercises we refer to as a mission. Typically, 10 is an ideal max number in there just so that people get the best experience, but these are all virtual. So imagine, you know, the clock strikes noon um, and it's scheduled. Everyone, uh, all 10 people log in to our platform, to the cloud range, cyber range at once. They log in, they're logging into, they're dropping into a SOC workstation, they're logging into their SIM, they're, they have root access to every single thing on that network, which is not what happens in real life, but they have root access. And the reason is so that they can do things, see things, change things, and understand a much better context of what happens during an attack. And so we select from our library of different scenarios. And the scenarios that we develop are amazing. They're all developed based on the MITRE ATT&CK framework, and we're constantly developing new content there. So regardless of what industry our customers are in, 
We can customize them for something that may have already happened in their industry. We probably already have something that's happened in their industry or they're worried about happening. We can respond quickly to creating something that happened yesterday so that that companies can prepare. But anyway, they go through this exercise. They don't know what they're looking at. They don't know what they're looking for. They know that they're looking potentially at alerts, but they don't know what they're looking for because in real life, you don't know what they're looking for. So some people refer to it as kind of an escape room, (laughs) but it's enjoyable because people get to be challenged. And so over the course of a few hours, the team is having to work together to, again, detect, investigate, respond, remediate, and people have different roles. So there will be an incident commander, a report writer, and often that's not what they do in their everyday job because we want to get them out of their shells and have them look at expanding their capabilities, not just technically, but their foundational skills or communication skills and their leadership skills so they can excel, you know, not just in the role that they're in, but in, in future roles as well. So they go through this whole attack, you know, let's say it's a supply chain attack. At the end of a few hours, once everything is finished, you know, they feel good, they've, they've done everything they need to. And then there's a debrief. And we have an attack master that's facilitating the exercise. They go through and talk about what should have happened, what did happen, who who did what, um, who excelled, you know, who may have struggled a little bit. But it's all in the spirit of continuous improvement. Then we have a very proprietary system where we're tracking different metrics. So not just how the team performed, but how the individuals on the team performed. And we're able to map that against exercises that they've done in the past. So most of our customers are doing these once a month. So this isn't a once and done. That's the other thing I was going to say in the beginning. This isn't a tabletop exercise that you do once a year. This is something that is practice. You know, any NFL team has to practice frequently. You're doing different plays. You have to be ready for everything. It's no different here. And you're never finished. So, you know, once you win the Super Bowl, you don't stop practicing. And so there's always more. There's always more tactics, techniques, and procedures for people to become familiar with, different campaigns that are mimicked, in general, just different attacks that people can be proactive about. So our customers love knowing that we can improve mean time to detect and mean time to respond in a proactive way. So instead of it being a lagging indicator and saying, you know, what happened last month or what happened last quarter, we're able to do it using these exercises in a proactive way as a leading indicator to be able to show a future reduction of risk by continuing to do them. So Debbie, we did some research not long ago, and we found that the average Fortune 500 CISO is on the job for about a year. There's a lot of turnover. Part of it is because these CISOs are just so exhausted, burned out. It's a very, very difficult job. There's a lot of reasons for that. I was reading a piece on your blog talking about helping CISOs avoid burnout and reduce risk. So, you know, what's your take on the position and how can CloudRange help? Yeah, it's funny. I just did a, a webinar on that this morning talking about this exact same thing and that the role of the CISO is changing. Well, it's being added to, I should say. It's hard enough, but... CISOs are now having to be responsible for growing their own talent. The purple unicorns don't exist out there. The biggest struggle, and again, you know this because you put out the data, is that the skilled candidates and experienced candidates simply don't exist. And so leaders are now having to realize that, well, I have to take what I can get. I have to have something, somebody maybe with great will, but might maybe not enough skill and now CloudRange gives them, you know, the tools to do that. The last thing we want to do is give more work to a CISO. They are so busy and my whole mantra in life is do what's in your highest and best use and being a talent manager is not what a CISO signed up for. And so we're giving them the tools to be able to identify the right talent, 
assess the right talent, make sure they're making good hires using our assessments. And this is all in the cyber range. So they're able to do this with simulation to make sure that somebody can actually do what they say they can do, make a great hire, be more confident that they're going to last longer, and ultimately that they're going to be most effective and have a plan for success without adding more stress to that leader because they obviously don't have time. And so you talked about the, you know, the burnout and the turnover in that role. They're making investments for the future. I think the longevity of that role is actually getting longer. You know, companies, that's a, probably another discussion, but, you know, companies are realizing that so much has been invested, not just in the technology, but in the people and the leadership there. And so it is a hard job. We've been really successful in making their jobs easier without having to add this whole layer of talent management because HR departments, unfortunately, many of them tend to default to uh, how they used to do things, you know, requiring certain certifications or certain degrees, which alienate would be very effective candidates for a job. And so we're able to now provide objective ways for people to be assessed and trained, eliminating some of the need for those antiquated requirements by HR. So before we let you go, Debbie, I want to ask you about the blog itself. You know, we see a lot of vendor blogs. Most of them, frankly, are just musings. They're amusing. They're whimsical. You know, it's off the top of your head. What you're writing is really about best practices. It looks like it takes a lot of time. Where'd the blog come from? How involved are you with it personally? And, and why do you, you know, spend that much time? Well, that's a great question. There's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot to do and say here. The whole evolution of cyber talent and the importance of it and, you know, not just solving a problem for today, but making sure that we're planting seeds for tomorrow is a huge endeavor. I'm very passionate about it. Um, I, you know, I, I actually started my career in the mid nineties in technical education. And, you know, I've seen how it's just evolved. And that was back in the, you know, the certifications of MCSEs and CNEs and those days where, you know, you get a certification, you can go do a job, but cyber is just different, just a whole different dynamic with a lot of complexity to it. And so, you know, in terms of the blog, CloudRange has been very much of a pioneer in this. We have created a category in terms of cyber readiness. And the reality is that people are the most valuable asset in your security stack. And we are definitely getting people to realize that now. I mean, that's not just us doing that, but that the investment in people is necessary. And the thing is, security leaders don't know how to do that. And so we're giving them the tools and resource to be able to do that while still continuing to do what they do best in security. Well, it was great to have you on with us, Debbie. People know your website, cloudrangecyber.com. And I encourage anyone who's following the company like we are to type in forward slash news. The blog is great. You'll find a lot of information there that's useful for CISOs and security leaders. Debbie, we'll have you back on with us shortly. Thank you very much, Steve. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Morgan, founder of Cybersecurity Ventures and editor-in-chief at Cybercrime Magazine. Joining me today was Debbie Gordon, founder and CEO at CloudRange, a virtual cyber range training platform. To learn more about CloudRange's next generation cyber range, visit our sponsor at cloudrangecyber.com. You can keep up with all of our media at cybercrimemagazine.com.